I guess it's the great time right here to be happy. And you're like, why am I happy? Well, if you're listening to this, if you can hear this, then it is the first day of 2020. Uh, 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 2020, man. It's a lot going on in this here 2020. A lot of hopes, a lot of dreams. And if I could just go ahead right here and just sing a little song. I feel like singing here on this first day. A little something on my mind, if you don't mind. I'm going to do this acapella with the little little tunes in the background that may not rhyme, but that's okay. I'm just going to say right here. Let me come my throat. <clears throat> here we go. <clears throat> we wish. No, 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 no. Uh, I have a uh, interview today on this first day of the year. My buddy Josh Settledge is on the pod. We're going to talk about wrestling. We're going to talk about hopes and dreams. We're going to talk about working out and fitness. We're just going to talk. We're going to get to know each other. We're going to take this first day to introduce ourselves to each other. That's what's on the pod. And so I got to pay bills around here. You know how that works. And then after we do that, mm, you know what? I'm just going ahead and do it at the end. <laughs> All right. So um, I am, uh, I could sit here and, and say who you are, and I kind of do this anytime I have guests, but then again, I realize that when I do intros, I want to talk about you so well, so I'm just going to um, say that we've already had that discussion, which we probably have, because I know myself, and uh, I'm, yeah, I'm talking to uh, Joshua, uh, is it Settelich? Uh Settledge. Settledge. Yeah, I'll take Settledge, Settlegate. Whatever works. Settledge kind of rhymes with cartilage, you know, since, you know. That's, it does, huh? Yeah, since you're kind of a body man. Um, so I want to, um, in our uh, time we have together, I want to uh, kind of, you know, get to know you a little bit. You're uh, someone that I ran across on the Internet. Uh, I would say I remember where, but, you know, the Internet is a big place. So you just kind of. Big place. Yeah, you just kind of run into people. And um, I, I think I was fat. No, I know exactly where I ran into you. I was um, on Instagram and I did a I was looking through hashtag wrestling workouts. Oh, dope. And uh, I think you popped up there. And so I kind of want to want to want to start there because cool. I think people like me forget that that wrestling is really legitimate outside of, you know, WWE. And so, um, I want to, uh, kind of, you know, remember that that's on our radar of conversation. Uh, but you know, first just kind of who is Josh and where, where does the story begin? And, you know, let's just go from there. That's all right with you. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you for the introduction. Um, my name is Josh Sutledge. I'm a strength and conditioning coach uh, out of Sacramento, California. Uh, I work primarily with wrestling athletes and Brazilian jiu-jitsu athletes. Um, that's mostly because I'm, I love jiu-jitsu. I love wrestling. Um, those are the two sports that have impacted my life more than anything, I guess, outside of just lifting weights. Um, so I'm a strengthening, strength and conditioning coach. I did coach high school, uh, high school wrestling for a few years. However, um, I found that my true passion is more so on the strength and conditioning side of things. Don't get me wrong; still love coaching wrestling, uh, but my true passion lies more so on the weight room side of things. Mm. Outside of that, I also work for um, a Slingshot. As uh, if you're familiar with who Mark Bell is invented the slingshot it's a supportive bench press device so i work for him and his company uh in west sacramento and then i also host my own podcast the daily discipline manifesto podcast um and that podcast is less so based on strength and conditioning but more so based on motivation education leadership um just trying to you know help set the world on fire with daily discipline i've been in the wrestling and jujitsu game for a uh, little over Wrestling. Started jujitsu, I think, in seventh grade for a little bit. And transitioned to wrestling. I'm 22 now, so that's. I think I'm not great at math, but I think that's close to nine years. Um, I, I mean, don't ask me to add because I I suck at math. If it was if, if that was a real prerequisite to get me out of school, I would have never graduated. I'm dude. I'm right there with you, man. I was terrible at math. I can count as 45 because plates are in 45s on the on the bar, but. Outside of that, it's Struggle City for me. So, you said you started in um, eighth grade or seventh grade? Yeah, so I, my first year of wrestling was in eighth grade. Uh, I did uh, traditional martial arts for several years before that. And then when the um, financial crisis happened, uh, my family just couldn't afford to, to pay for additional martial arts training. Mm-hmm. And so, I was at a, the public school I was at had wrestling, and you know, the public school system, thankfully, uh, has sports, which is a great avenue for kids to uh, be exposed to some of these athletics without having to, you know, pay tons of money. So, what a way to plug this public have, school's education. Go ahead, I like that, you. That's, yeah, that's right, man. <laughs> so, I mean, they had wrestling shoes that I could borrow. They, I didn't have to wear headgear that first practice, which was nice. And I think the only real uh, investment that my parents had to make was just pay you know for the wrestling card which covers the insurance just in case on that first day of practice i jack up jack something up you know the school can't get sued so that's my that was my introduction to wrestling and to be frank i really hated it i did not want to be like i would kept asking my dad like dad i don't want to go i know my friends wrestle i don't want to do wrestling and so we ended up going first practice was okay but it wasn't until probably the third or fourth practice that i realized like maybe there's something here maybe there's something that can be enjoyable about this and so that was the introduction of my wrestling career i wrestled um in high school up until my junior year and my junior year was a, a big turning point in the sport of wrestling for me um it's something that i go into in an episode on, on my podcast but uh the nutshell of it was I was so competitive in wrestling and so driven and focused on wrestling that I ended up putting my identity and who I was as a man, who I was as a person in my accomplishments in wrestling. And the people that I was wrestling with had been wrestling way longer than I had. And so I 
was probably about as, as average of a wrestler as one could get. I wasn't going 0-2 at tournaments and getting knocked out in the first round, but I wasn't winning any big tournaments either. Uh, I was, you know, on varsity, but I wasn't a high-level varsity wrestler. And there were times where I wrestled JV because someone would move up, someone would come down and knock me out of my spot. And so because of that, I developed this really unhealthy relationship with wrestling. Because I put my identity in wrestling and I wasn't accomplishing the goals that I had set out for myself, I felt that not only was I failing at wrestling, but I was a failure as a person. And over time, that led me to end up hating wrestling. It led me to uh, just absolutely despising wrestling practice. I would be fearful of going to going into the wrestling room. I would come home and I'd just emotionally break down in the car because I wasn't accomplishing the goals that I was looking to accomplish. And basically what happened was the last tournament of my junior year uh, before you go on to the road to state. So for those that are listening and aren't familiar, you wrestle throughout your, your season. You have uh, school versus school dual matches, and then you go to tournaments on the weekends. The last tournament of the season before we started going into, I guess you'd call it playoffs for wrestling, the last tournament I jacked up my shoulder pretty good. Uh, it was definitely injured, but it wasn't a full shoulder dislocation. It wasn't a full uh, rotator tough care. Uh, ro- Cater cuff tear, um, but it, I was banged up. And what had happened was, is I missed my opportunity to wrestle varsity for uh, the playoffs up into you know to work towards the state tournament. And when I missed that opportunity, I was emotionally and mentally defeated, and I ended up pulling out of the JV tournament, saying you know in air quotes because I was injured. And I know in my mind and in my heart that if I was on the varsity spot injured or not, I would still go out and wrestle. And so that moment was pivotal for me because it led me to kind of rethink, like, what am I doing? Am, am I wrestling for for myself? Am I wrestling to, you know, make improvements and get better? Or am I wrestling to impress my friends? Am I wrestling to impress the people around me? And so I ended up quitting wrestling uh, between my junior and my senior year. And that was probably the one of the best decisions I ever made because it allowed me to step away from wrestling kind of regain a good healthy mental state and regain a good sense of my identity and who I was and help me realize that I'm not defined by my accomplishments as a wrestler like unfortunately I'm not Dan Gable so people aren't going to know me for my accomplishments as a wrestler they're going to know me for who I am as part of my character so if my character isn't set straight if I don't have if I'm not being a good leader to the people around me I can't expect to be held to the standard of my wrestling because my wrestling wasn't great. But what I could do is really step into who I was meant to be, who God has called me to be, and in leadership and in discipline and things like that. And then that set the course for the rest of my life, pretty much. So a little bit of a long-winded answer on, on how I got started in wrestling, but that's the gist of it. Oh, man, you know, I, I, I generally like long-winded answers. These, these are the podcasts that I love because uh, you can spend 45 minutes in conversation. I don't have to say six words. I, I really like that. And I'm sure you you can understand that for a person who does podcasts. 100%. Yeah. Yes, sir. And it's, anytime I can get a break from talking and still get like five days worth of content in, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, um, there you go. I hear you, man. I hear you. So um, I'm I'm curious because um, you're, you're uh, 22. Uh, I'm assuming that your birthday's already passed. So um, uh, I will turn 23 in April. So I'm on the tail end of 22. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so that means that you were born in 97. 
Yes, sir. Which was kind of um, interesting because I was in seventh grade in 97. Wow. And was on the wrestling team in 98 in middle school. So, um, interesting. Yeah. But um, again, it was kind of, uh, uh, for me, sports was a little bit of a janky situation because uh, I was, uh, as a kid, diagnosed with chronic asthma. So the doctors at the point or at the time looked at me and said, you see that ball over there? I'm like, yeah. You see that hoop over there? I'm like, yeah. You see that track out there? I'm like, yeah. Like, don't think about it. I'm like, huh? And so it's been in a kind of internal battle within my family uh, over my athletic abilities, whether I could or I couldn't. And so every now and again, something would get snuck in. And so when when you said that you were in... uh, uh, wrestling in eighth grade, I was like, "Oh hell, I was too." And uh, granted, it didn't it didn't last long because uh, it it is one of those things where, uh, like I said, during my school years, uh, if my lovely grandmother could sneak me in something, by the time the rest of my kin folks realized I was there, they would raise their shit and I'd get kicked out. And so, uh, oh, man. yeah, but you know, it is what it is. It's not something to cry about here. But I, I just wanted sure. to throw that up because um, it, it, it really uh, it really spoke a lot to me about uh, why I had to step away from things, and um, a lot of a lot of my losses. As I, a lot of people say, "Oh, how many L's have you taken?" And I like to tell the story that sometimes you have to look at was the L your fault. And sure. there are a lot of folks who kind of walk around like I did. It was like, oh, I failed the wrestling team. I failed the track team. I failed uh, the soccer team. I, I no, I didn't. I didn't try. No, I I did a little bit of running, but it was for another thing. We we don't talk about. It. We'll talk about that. We have we have a lot to talk about. So you know, save save the number. We we'll do this again. But for sure, absolutely, man. But the point is, is that I realized that for me, it was that moment where I had to realize it wasn't my fault and that I could do it. And so I I just I'm fascinated by your story of how you you took a step back and you realized who you were. And you said something about uh, about the good man who lives in the sky. And I'm assuming that you have a little a little religion in you. So uh, is that a contributor to your your factor or, or how how does that play in or how how are you how are you and yeah. the good man connected yeah so it i i mean my my parents raised uh, me and my brother in a christian household and so i've been involved in in church essentially all of my life um and when it i was the my church history is uh is Interesting to, to say the least. Um, that could probably be a whole nother whole nother episode. Oh yeah, we can talk about church all day. That time, that, that's that's my college and, and life as well. So you know, we have yeah, a lot in common that's here, awesome, Josh. Man. <laughs> that's great. That's awesome, Eric. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so I was raised in a Christian household. My parents uh, are absolutely wonderful. I love them to death. Um, but growing up in a, a Christian household, you know, and going to church all the time, that just becomes your normal, right? And right. So, when it, once I started wrestling, I became the kid at church that wrestled. And so I stopped going to youth group to be at wrestling. And I stopped going to other church events to compete in wrestling. And so every time I'd see, you know, my friends from church, it would be like, 
hey, like, you're the quote-unquote, like, wrestler guy. Like, if there's a joke, um, you know, in, in church communities sometimes with homeschoolers, you know, like the one public school kid, like, he's the public school kid. And then, you know, all the rest of the kids are homeschoolers. And then that's the kid over there that, you know, does does this. It's a weird social dynamic. So growing up with that, and I put, I was so used in, and so conditioned to just like, you know, yeah, 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 the church thing is is cool and I'm going to do my wrestling thing. I separated my identity in Christ and my identity in wrestling and fully just accepted who I was as a wrestler, which is backwards, right? Like we're, our athletic accomplishments, unless you're, you know, the top one of one of 1%, most people aren't known by their athletic accomplishments. Most people and in the most influential people are known by their character. Even, you know, some of the athletic greats like Kobe and, and MJ, people talk about their athletic accomplishments a lot for sure, but everyone's saying like Mamba mentality. You know, that's a character trait. That's a that's something that Kobe developed and something else that he's known by outside of his athletic accomplishments. And, and I didn't really understand that as, as a young man. And so that's, it led to a lot of grief and a lot of pain and a lot of uh, frustration. But... Um, in the end, God kind of works through me and helped me realize and understand, like, look, there's more to me than just how many wins, how many pins, how many tech falls I have, how many times I got pinned. There's, I'm, I'm more than that, and I'm called to much more than that. Hmm. You know, um, just to, uh, I, I can already see now that, that we have a lot more to talk about. And, and, and so um, we're, we're going to have to kind of come back or, or figure out how, how that's going to work. But, um, yeah, I, um, I, I resonate with your, your church conversation. Cause I too was a kid. I grew up in, I think, yeah, yeah. But I think now it's about what? 35 years of church. Okay. But the cool thing about, as, as you would know, is that, um, back in the day you either were there or you weren't. And, and that was the thing. And so for me, literally, I could count on, especially by the time I got to no, when I started in at nine years old, I can count on one hand how many times I was in church, four straight Sundays a year, a month, because my grandmother, not not me, my grandmother would have this thing. And she's like, uh, you're going to church every Sunday. And when you have a program, you're going to that. (laughs) And so, like, if I had a camping trip, I was gone. If I had an ROTC event, I was gone. If I had uh, some type of uh, project, a program or whatever that meant that I wasn't at youth group, I was gone. And I hear you. And so to again, it it was kind of that thing of, of trying to wade through who you are. Especially in in a society, especially back then when when um, church was a little bit more dominated, and it felt like you were either it was kind of ran like a cult in some ways. Sure. And, yeah. and and so you were either like I said, you were either there or you weren't, and you you there was it was an all or nothing mentality where there was nothing else to this life. It was either you were in church and you were Christian, or if you wanted to play sports, you wanted to do something else, you you were basically a heathen or a backslider, you went on about your business. Yeah, yep. And a lot of people lost their identity because, as you said, you put God on the back burner. And I, I kind of felt like that 
when I listened to people and then I realized that uh, gifts and talents are used for certain reasons. And so um, if I wasn't in Boy Scouts or I wasn't in ROTC, if I wasn't in these different programs, it's like, how can it's kind of like the flashlight approach is like uh, if all church people are supposed to be lights in a dark place and for me is like okay you have two people or three people in one room and it's dark and everybody has a flashlight and it's like well why are three people all in the same room with a flashlight because nobody else goes outside it's like so by you being on a wrestling team wow that's taking good. that's taking your flashlight to the wrestling by me being in, in, in the military, that's taking my flashlight to the military or taking my flashlight to the Boy Scouts. So I don't I don't consider it as a back burner thing. I consider it as my mission field was somewhere else. And Yeah. But please understand, that's thirty five year old E D B talking. That's not twenty year old E D B talking. Twenty year old E D B felt like you felt. So um yeah, um you you're you're um like I said, I, I think that a lot of people uh, don't realize fully that there's a life outside of WWE as it pertains to wrestling because pop culture kind of uh, uh, connects wrestling with WWE. Although, yes. all, and I don't know how you feel about that, but uh, you, you, although there was one guy who kind of made the legitimacy of wrestling uh, known to the world, and that was Kurt Angle. You might have heard of him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And and so that that you, you uh, for those who may not know, he he won a gold medal. Uh, his tagline with a broken freaking neck in 1996 in the Atlanta Olympics. And uh, so so um, I, I guess I want to talk about because back then, um, uh, wrestling was kind of uh, like I said, it, it was kind of demonized and looked at as a joke sure but uh yeah sure is, is that something that you like because when i when i saw wrestling workouts i, I had to really watch you because i'm like oh he's just he's just training to be a wwe star but then i really started to pay attention to him like no he's a he's a kurt angle wrestler and yeah go ahead i'm sorry i i i, I no i'll okay. cut you off a lot no, you're good you're good. Yeah, I, I mean, Kurt, Kurt Angle is the man. Uh, I mean, I back in the day, I used to have some, have some issues with the, the WWE, and that's just like anything else, right? Sometimes you can't appreciate what you don't understand. Right. And so once I really understood it, I was, I was hooked. You know, once I understood, like, okay, like the business side of things that, you know, there's story involved and there's, uh, there's, methods to the madness so to speak uh so now i i fully appreciate and, and enjoy the wwe um but yeah wrestling does kind of have like an asterisk next to it because of so many people in society kind of compare it to the wwe and they don't necessarily see the the amazing athletes on in the college wrestling rooms on, on the olympic uh level we had a little bit of uh resurgence in people appreciating wrestling when um Ulan Gardner defeated Alexander Karelin, but after that, it kind of died down a little bit. And so, I have a lot of respect for the WWE and those athletes, and they are definitely for sure athletes. If anyone has not seen what those guys go through or just 
how they're incredible. I had a uh, well, like thankfully where I go no, ahead. I was I was gonna say like back back when back when we were kids, it, it was kind of a a cartoon character show, which it is. Oh, oh, for sure. And, yeah. But now when you watch it, it's like. These are this, this is a combat sport in in, in some oh, effort. Yeah. And so a lot of a lot of um WWE stars are now being recruited from your neck of the woods. And and a lot of people don't know that because like I I look at a lot of the uh the wrestling stars that are coming up now and they're literally like college uh MMA, jiu-jitsu, like literally they took uh uh, Brock Lesnar, who was in the UFC, yeah. UFC. Um, uh, what's the name? Kane Velasquez was over there. Uh, yep. they, you know, so so it, it's really starting to become a, a athletic uh, combative, which is kind of showing that there is a world or this wrestling world, which used to be this fake and some predetermined uh, Looney Tune place, which a lot of the old wrestlers are now saying, like, look this was a business and my business required that I just go out, stomp around two times, kick you in the face and leave. And, and, but now you get to see really athletic competition where we're, you know, doing hip tosses and, and, you know, all these other different things that, that make wrestling like, Oh man, this is, this is like a really good thing. And I I just wanted to throw that out there because I didn't know what your thoughts are on it. Because again, like I said, yeah, I I'm right there with you, man. I contribute you to to a wrestling man from the WWE. So, um, uh, as we uh kind of uh uh bring it in, because you know, sadly we're busy people and work or our dreams and passions don't allow us to talk on the phone all day. Uh, yes, sir. We'll definitely have to do it again, though. This has been an excellent conversation. It's I've really enjoyed it. So we'll definitely have to run it back. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what can I do for you as we, uh, as we move forward? What, what are some things that you're looking for as uh, 2020 has now begun? Because uh, sadly, uh, I, I'm doing something, Josh, that's having the world kind of on his axle. Uh, I'm taking uh, a moment of meditation. So yeah. uh, these podcasts have all been recorded uh, as of the 22nd of December. So you're listening to this on the 1st of December. I mean, excuse me, at the 1st of January. This is literally New Year's Day. But New Year's Day, baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on, 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 on a little sabbatical right now. So uh, what, what are your, as I'm at this point in time getting ready to get back into the saddle, uh, what, what are your thoughts and plans for 2020 as, and even the decade? I'm looking into the whole decade. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, First of all, thanks again. Thanks for having me on. It's, it's been great connecting with you and uh, just having an opportunity to, to speak to your audience. But you know, there is a lot of significance in January and January first. It is the start of something new. It is the start of a new year. It is the start of a new decade. And a lot of times, uh, people wait till January first to get started on something. And you know, the whatever happened last year happened, right? Uh, someone I really enjoy listening to is Ed Milet. And he's a great speaker, a great uh, motivator, and 
he said one time, he said, your past does not dictate your future. So regardless of what happened in 2019, for anyone that's listening now, and even Eric for yourself, anyone that's listening, your past of 2019 does not dictate where 2020 is going to go. It doesn't dictate where you're going to be in 2030 over the course of this next decade. So I encourage everybody to invest in themselves, to self-educate themselves. I'm a big proponent of self-education and looking for ways to progress and looking for ways to get better. And that's what daily discipline is all about. Daily discipline is my mantra and kind of like my mission statement, I guess you could say. And my number one goal, as much as I love jujitsu, as much as I love wrestling, as much as I love helping people get jacked and, and training them through, you know, strength and conditioning, my number one mission and my number one dream is to set the world on fire with daily discipline. And, that, and daily discipline is consistent actions, habits, routines, and choices that may not be pleasurable in the moment, but will benefit you and pay dividends in the long run. And I'm a firm believer, and I've seen this transform my life and the lives of people around me, that if you begin to implement daily discipline in your life, oh, not only is your life going to change for the better, but the lives of the pe- of people around you. And if, if everyone does that, if everyone's able to implement some form of daily discipline in their life, whether it's getting up an hour earlier and working on your side hustle or, you know, being more scheduled and in, in how you uh, are being more strict in how you schedule your day so that you have more time cut out for family or just even as, something as simple as putting your phone in another room and you're spending time with your lady or spending time with your kids. If everyone's able to implement some form of daily discipline in their life, their life is going to change for the better and the lives of the people around them. If the lives of the people around us change, our community is able to change, the whole neighborhoods can change, whole states and countries, and ultimately the world can change too. So that's my biggest dream. I encourage everybody to think about what they want to accomplish uh, in 2020. And remember that your past does not dictate your future. Where you're going is you can go anywhere. People are like ships in the ocean, right? We can uh, point our ship in a certain direction but if we have to if we want to go anywhere we actually have to put the sails up and allow people to invest in us allow uh us to invest in ourselves that we can propel forward and accomplish the things that we want to accomplish perfect shameless plugs where 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 do we find you yeah you guys can uh follow me on instagram and twitter at joshua setledge and then if you want a free grip strength program and want to sign up for my newsletter check out some of the training programs that i got you can go to setledge strength.com setledge s-e-t-t-l-a-g-e strength.com and hit me up over there and uh thanks again eric this has been an awesome conversation we'll definitely have to do it again and then hopefully i can get you uh on my podcast as well hey man i'm going i'm, I'm going to make sure that we're following each other on 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 instagram and and twitter and everywhere so we can stalk each other and we're going to definitely have to make that happen Awesome. Thank you, man. Look forward to having to uh, talking with you again. Hopefully, it'll be on the Daily Discipline Manifesto podcast uh, coming up here sometime in the new year. I look forward to it. All right. Thank you, my man. Great talking to you. Have a good one. You too, brother. All right. I, I promised you something, so let me just go ahead and clear my throat and get myself ready for it. All right. <clears throat> I want you to know that uh, I, I got something to tell you at the end of this, but uh, so go ahead and stay tuned. But right now, um, I, I promise you, so let me go ahead and, and get this out of the way. Okay, um, that that wasn't it. And if that was, God, that was weak. Uh, oh, mm, oh, God, that was disgusting. Okay, but that wasn't it either. All right, here we go. I'm all clear now. 
We wish you a merry 2020. Wish you a merry 2020. Wish you a merry 2020. And a happy. I'm gonna move my hands that you can't see them. I don't know why I'm doing it. Look, I'm directing the choir, but you can't see it. And you know you're in the choir. Deck. Josh, man, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast today. And and it's very poetic, I guess is a good word to say, that we have him on today as we're kicking off this new uh, phase of the podcast. It is no longer called Hey, Let's Chat. It is now called Hey, Let's Study. And the point of that is I am going to spend my time as I took a breath there. I hope you don't mind during these podcasts, studying the, the, the art of the game by which I'm trying to play, the art of life and how life can intersect into all of these different things, how all these pieces connect together in order for me to become whoever it is that I am destined to become. Most of us are still clueless about who we are. Most of us are still searching for that thing, that niche, or we know that niche, but we don't know how to capitalize on it. And so that is what these podcasts will now become. So I hope you'll go ahead and follow, subscribe, however, the platform by which you choose to uh, listen to this uh, requires. Also find me on Instagram at Eric Deshaun Barrett, on Twitter at Eric D. Barrett, on Facebook at same on YouTube at Eric Barrett, and uh, also email me, ericdeshawnbarrett at gmail.com. All right, I look forward to chatting soon with you. I can't wait. I am excited about what we are going to do here in the year 2020, and not only in the year 2020, but in the new decade, the new decade that will be the most awesome sauce decade of each and every one of our lives until next time for me and mine unto you and yours later